Hey guys, welcome back to the Thick Fit Fitness Podcast. This is Courtney Jones and we have Hannah Polly here. So um, hopping back on here for another episode today. Um, but first let's chat a little bit about our week and just give you guys some, you know, updated details about my life. I know um, I have shared some exciting news this week, but Hannah, how has your week been? Um, anything new in your life? Um, yes. Hi guys. So happy to be here and thank you for being on this episode. Um, so my news is not nearly exciting as Courtney's, <laughs> um, but no, I just had like a really, um, good week after following the retreat, just feeling very good and motivated. Um, I feel that like after our team retreat, we've gotten so much, I'm sure you have too, Courtney, so much like good feedback from like our clients just and how motivated and inspired they feel just after a weekend with all the girls so it's just been a really like uplifting week um things have been going really really well like I said work's busy and just taking care of my pups and um you know working and lifting and um just doing the usual but it's been a great week but how about you I want you to share your news I'm excited (laughs) yeah that's great and also too um you know we're doing an update to our podcast here as well So we'll give you guys all the details about that to come. Um, But we wanted to find something, you know, more suited for our podcast and our podcast name, um, just to give you guys like more detail in terms of like why we're doing this podcast and why we're here. But we'll get into that later. Um, So my week has been good. So I am so I just announced to everybody finally, um, that I'm pregnant. So I'm going to tell all of you guys listening to these episodes as well. Um, So not to make it super long, but I am like almost 14 and a half weeks. Uh, I'll be 15 on Tuesday of next week. So, um, I'm almost 15 weeks and honestly, it's kind of just like flew by, like it's been slow, but it's also flew by at the same time. So it's just like a really weird, surreal experience, especially when it's something that like we weren't really planning either. And so, you know, I just have like those moments sometimes I'm like, there's like something growing inside of me. (laughs) I'm like, there's something living in me. Um, It's kind of just like weird to think about, you know, like, because we're just like so fascinated with the the human body in general and like what it's capable of, but specifically like for female and being able to like reproduce and like grow a living being like inside of you. It's just like mind blowing to me. Um, So I'm really excited just like for the experience, right? Because it's like one of those things where, everybody has babies, like all women, you know, are having babies. So it's just like a normal thing that everybody does. But like, for me, I'm like, this is crazy. (laughs) You know, like, it's just crazy. So um, I'm excited just to like, go through the experience, because it's one of those things where like, you just don't know until you experience it. And every single woman is just like, so different. So I'm excited, but I just hit my uh, second trimester. So first trimester, was pretty rough in terms of energy and fatigue and just like needing to take naps. Um, but other than that, that's probably like the worst that I had of it. I know like a lot of women have way worse symptoms their first trimester. So I'm thankful that it wasn't too terrible. I was still able to like go to the gym consistently, you know, within, you know, reason of my energy levels and things like that and being um, mindful of that. But it overall, it's been, it's been pretty good and I'm healthy, baby's healthy, like we feel good. So I definitely have more energy now, which is fantastic um, because I don't 
like not having energy because I'm just a very like go, go, go person. <laughs> and so I don't like things that slow me down. And so that was one of those things I just couldn't control. Um, and so I had to like make myself slow down, which is hard. So I think that's the biggest thing that I struggled with, like my first trimester. But other than that, everything is going good. I'm sure that I'll continue to keep giving you guys updates as we go along um, throughout this pregnancy. But definitely excited. <laughs> yes. No, I totally feel like you're going to have a boy too. I don't know why I just have that feeling. I don't know if it's because like you have Ollie or what, but I'm like, I'm so team boy, but you know, either way you're going to, no, I feel the excited. same way. <laughs> I feel the same way. And I, I say that based off of like, both of our families is a majority of males. Like it's like, there's my dad has like one female cousin in his whole family. Oh my God. Yeah. And then my, my mom has one sister and she has three brothers. Oh my And then God. Will had, and I have a brother and my, and Will, so my husband, he only has one brother and his brother has one son. So it's just like, it's a lot of males. And so it would be really like, I feel like really like rare-ish to have a, a like yeah. daughter, but who knows? Um, so I have like a feeling it's a boy too, but we're going to be finding that out on August 25th. So not too much longer and we'll find oh out if it's a boy or a girl. <laughs> I'm so excited. And also too, I, I told me to tell you this with the retreat. Like I feel like you are glowing. And I, I, never, I remember I didn't say it at the retreat because like it was before you told everyone. Um, but your hair has gotten so long. I swear it's like grown so much since you've been pregnant. Maybe I'm just crazy, but it looks so good. I'm like her hair it looks like she has extensions. <laughs> No. Yeah. I was just telling someone that the other day, I was like, I need to put my side-by-side check-in photos just to compare my hair and like how long my hair has gotten, because I agree, like it's definitely gotten like longer as well. And, um, like, I I feel you, like, I feel like my, like my face and just skin, like looks different. I don't know. It's like that pregnancy glow, I guess that people say that you get, um, But yeah, I feel that. And definitely like, I'm loving the like longer hair because I've always wanted long hair. Um, and it's always struggled to like grow. So I'm here for it. (laughs) That's amazing. No, I'm glad you make pregnancy. Like you make me excited to be pregnant, you know, because you like, you felt, you felt so good. And I think like your overall health has like made a big difference in how you feel pregnancy wise as well. I mean, obviously every woman's different, but something I've noticed is people who are generally healthier and eat more wholesome foods, get exercise in, I feel like typically they have an easier pregnancy. And that's not the same for everyone, but just like in general. Yeah. I'm no, sure I, to. I totally agree. I think it does play a huge role just like with anything else in our life is like the key behind, you know, just living a healthier lifestyle. Like if you're healthier within yourself, like you're going to have a healthier pregnancy. You're going to have a healthier birthing experience than people that typically aren't healthy going into pregnancy. So, you know, if you're wanting to get pregnant in the future, you know, definitely start now, like don't wait to, to get into these things. And because I, I can just make a world of difference. And I've read multiple stories and studies and things like that as well, where like just women with the pregnancies that they had and the lifestyle that they lived and how it impacted their um, pregnancy. So definitely a big like believer in that too. And like, in terms of, you know, everyone's so different, but, and you, you just never know, but I, I just have a good feeling that this pregnancy is going to be 
good for me because, and I don't want to say easy, but maybe easier than stories that I've heard because of like my health and taking care of myself for so long before getting to this point. And also why I probably got pregnant so easily (laughs) um, as well is because I am very like fertile. um, (laughs) And I, you know, I I did fertility awareness method. So I tracked my cycle, Um, but it it does make like a huge difference. So I I totally agree. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm so excited for you. And I'm just, it's like, it really has gone by so fast. And I think like, like I was telling Courtney the other day, like January is going to be here so soon. (laughs) So of course enjoy it, but definitely excited to meet the little one. (laughs) Um, But yeah, guys, so speaking of good health, um, so today's topic, we figured this this is such a common thing. And for some reason, we haven't talked about this yet on our podcast, um, just our macros, like what are macros? Why are they important? How do we track them? Um, You know, I feel that typically when we connect with women, I would say like most of them don't really know, understand the whole concept of macros, what they are, like, you know, the difference between macros and tracking macros and calories. So we just want to dive into that topic today, just a really like clear, simple um, episode today, just explaining what those are, giving you guys some examples and just explaining like why tracking macros is, is so important. Yeah. And just to explain like the difference here between calories and macros. So macros stand for macronutrients. So, and calories are, you know, the calories that we intake. So calories are basically a unit of energy that our body needs to just live and survive. Right. So like we all need calories. So like we all need food and and calories come from the foods we consume. So, um, you know, basically calories just described for, is the word described for energy because we need energy to survive, which is why you might hear us say like food is energy because it is, (laughs) um, and our body or our food that we consume provides our body with those calories, AKA energy. Um, so with, you know, calories, there is, these are made up of three macronutrients, right? So when we talk about macronutrients, these are basically larger quantities of food that our body needs in in a specific amount, which is different for everybody, in a specific amount to support our health, to support our hormones, to support our goals. If we want to build muscle, we want to lose weight, whatever it may be to support our hair, skin, nails, organs, like all the things we need to survive and live. Um, this is what helps us be able to do that. Right. And so, um, you know, calories are important. Like we want to make sure that we're eating enough of them. We want to make sure that we have a proper energy balance, but making sure that we fill up those calories with a certain quantity of each of these macronutrients is very important. So there's three macronutrients, one being protein, one being carbohydrates, and the other one being fats. And these are all very, very vital for multiple different functions in our body. So it's never a good idea to eliminate any of them, right? So like we need carbs um, and, you know, there's different types of carbs, obviously like a cookie and an apple are going to be two different types of carbs. Um, But they do provide our body with, you know, the minerals and vitamins that our body needs, but also allows us, our our body's main energy source is actually carbohydrates, if you didn't know that. So um, being able to consume carbohydrates actually helps give our body energy um, and keeps us kind of functioning, you know, mental clarity, all of those things that we need throughout our day and just allowing us to feel good as well. 
Yes, absolutely. And, you know, when you look into macros, it really is like such a simple concept. And, you know, the biggest thing is, again, macros are what make up our calories. So the reason that tracking macros is so important, like this is why we have our clients like track macros versus just tracking calories. It's like, because if you just track calories, you know, sure, you can lose weight, but like, you're not getting the benefits of, you know, tracking macros and ensuring you're getting enough of each macronutrient. Since each macronutrient, again, carbs, proteins, and fats provide different functions and benefits for our body. So I always like use the example, like if someone, someone tracking calories versus someone tracking macros, you know, if you just track calories, there's no like structure there. It's just, okay, calories and calories out. So you could eat your whole daily calories worth of chips and candy. You know what I mean? And, you know, someone who eats their daily calories and chips and candy versus someone who eats their daily calories of like a healthy balance of protein, carbs, and fats, getting those wholesome foods in, those are going to be two different fitness journeys. <laughs> the person who's tracking their macros, they're going to get so they're going to get way more benefit um, from tracking macros. Their, their body's going to look completely different and they're going to be a healthier individual. Um, so this is again, why a big reason, like we're big on macros plus with macros, like it teaches you so much about food and like portions and what works well for your body. It's like tracking calories can teach you about portions, but again, you're not really learning much and you're not really working like on your overall health, if that makes sense. And with macros, again, we're dialing into, okay, we need this much protein, we need this many carbs, we need this many fats. And this is why, and by tracking those and, you know, eating those daily, you, you see how your body thrives, you know, you, <clears throat> you build muscle from getting enough protein. Again, your carbohydrates are our body's main like source of energy with fats. Like women have to have healthy fats in their diet. And when we talk about fats and carbs, we're not talking about eating cupcakes and, and cookies and, and things like that every day. Of course, we can have those things in moderation. Um, we're going to give you guys some examples here later on the episode as well. But we're talking about like healthier, you know, carbs and fats. Um, as well. So there's just a big misconception out there. And I made a post on this recently. I think it was like a reel talking about like, you know, a lot of women steer away from carbohydrates for a weight loss. And this could be like a whole other topic that we could talk about, but we need carbohydrates. And again, we're not saying we have to eat cookies and cereal. Well, like cereal can be great, but like cookies and, you know, candy and every day we're talking about like, you know, your wholesome sources, brown rice, like whole grains, oatmeal, potatoes, like things that are more natural and grown from the earth. Um, we actually need those carbohydrates through different functions in our body. So um, I know we, we're probably always talking about that on social media or on our podcast episodes, but um, again, it's just having a healthy balance of each macronutrient is so important. Like all of our, all of our clients eat a healthy balance of these. Yeah. Some might eat higher protein and lower carbs and, or maybe higher carb, lower fats, whatever it may be. Everyone's so different what they need, but all of our clients, plus including Courtney and I ourselves all have a healthy balance of all each of all macronutrients daily. Yeah, for sure. It's very vital to make sure that we're getting in each one of these, um, macronutrients and, you know, with carbs, typically where the scarcity comes, like where people become so scared of eating carbs is because carbs, they're thinking the things that they normally eat, right? So like cookies or like cake or like French fries or, um, breads or like those certain types of foods that like you are consuming that don't necessarily make you feel too great. And so you feel that you need to cut those out, um, in order to feel better, but you don't, you can, you can moderate those, right? Like you can kind of eliminate them or you can minimize them, but 
that's not all carbs. All carbs are not created equal, right? So when we say incorporating carbs and making sure we're eating them, like, yes, we can have those foods in moderation, but we want to make sure that a majority of our diet is filled with like fruits and, and veggies and filled with, you know, like filled with like sweet potatoes or just potatoes and, and things like that, or, you know, whole grain breads or bagels and things like that, that kind of help give us the, micronutrients, you know, micronutrients is another term for mineral and vitamins that your body needs to help support your overall function and to keep you healthy. So there's macronutrients, macro standing for large quantities, and then micro standing for smaller quantities, right? And so smaller quantities are going to come from these types of wholesome foods that are providing your body with, you know, vitamin A, vitamin C, you know, vitamin D, all of those types of things, um, iron that you need from these types of food, which is all very, very essential, um, for our overall health. Because if you, you know, you go to the doctor's office and you have like high cholesterol or you have high blood pressure, um, or you're, you know, low on iron, iron, I can't say that word very well, <laughs> iron. <laughs> oh, I sound like so hillbilly. Um, <laughs> but, um, but you're low on, you know, vitamin D, whatever it may be. It's because you're probably not getting enough of the foods that you need that provide those. And that comes from whole foods, um, less processed foods, foods that are grown from the earth. Um, and that provide your body with these, you know, minerals and vitamins that you need. So, making sure that we're consuming enough of all of these is really important. And so, um, you know, a lot of times we think that we need to cut out food and we don't, we need to actually probably be eating more food. Um, we need to be eating more of these types of foods that we're talking about versus minimizing our food intake and only eating, you know, maybe three things a day or two things a day. Like we need to be eating wholesome meals multiple times a day, or, you know, just making sure again, that you're getting in enough food. It doesn't have to mean that we need to eat specific amounts of meals every day. Um, but we want to just make sure that we're eating enough food and getting enough of each one of these macronutrients in every day. And this is why we track, because if we don't track, we don't know if we don't measure, we don't know how to manage. And so if we aren't able to measure what we're intaking, how much we're putting into our body, what we're intaking, then there's no way for us to make changes or measure or make changes that we need to change in order to one, you know, have health, have better health, but also too, like if you have, um, a goal that you're trying to accomplish with like building muscle or losing weight or wanting to become more toned, whatever it may be, you have to make sure that you're getting in enough of each of these micronutrients because they or sorry, macronutrients, because they provide your body with what you need. If you need to build muscle, if you want to build muscle, if you want to be more toned, you need to be intaking an adequate amount of protein every day. Um, same thing with carbohydrates. If you want to build muscle and you're working out and you're strength training, like you need to be eating carbohydrates, fats, everybody needs fats because it supports our overall hormonal health, which is very, very important. So if you're not eating healthy fats in your diet, you're missing out on a really key part that you need to have an optimal functioning hormone system, um, and reproductive system for a female. So all of those things are very, very important. And one last thing I'll say on this is if you're someone that is focused just on calories and not on macronutrients, you can still lose weight with tracking calories. If you're eating less 
than your body is used to consuming, right? So like you, yeah, you can lose weight eating cookies and whatever, if you're in, if you're eating less than your body needs, but what you're also going to see here is you're going to lose muscle mass. You're not going to feel good. Your digestion is going to suck. You're going to be tired. You're not going to have as much energy. You're going to be missing out on those vital, vital minerals and vitamins that we talked about that you get from whole foods. Um, so the overall just experience of losing weight via only tracking calories and eating, you know, processed foods is going to be way different than someone tracking their macros and the body composition as well is going to be totally different in someone that is losing weight, tracking macros versus losing weight, tracking just calories. And again, the, the foods that they're eating with each one of those, but the person tracking macros is eating enough protein to make sure that they're preserving their muscle mass, helping them build muscle mass while also losing body fat. So their overall just physique and their, you know, body composition is just going to be totally different. So it does make a huge, huge difference in tracking these two things and making sure that we're paying attention to macros, not just calories. Yes, no, ab absolutely. And I feel like too, sometimes tracking gets like just the word tracking food, it gets a bad rep. And the thing is with like tracking food, it's like, it's such an amazing tool and like tracking macros, it's such an amazing tool to help you reach a goal. And it's something that is going to teach you so freaking much. Like Courtney and I have been tracking for years. So like, yeah, we could, we could definitely like maintain where we're at by not tracking because we've tracked for so long our food that we've learned how to fuel our body properly. But when we have specific goals, you know, we, we want to track our food, you know, to reach that goal. If I'm like, okay, I'm going to go on a trip in eight weeks. I'm going to want to get a little bit leaner. I'm going to track my macros just to ensure that I'm eating the amount I need to be eating each day to lose that, you know, that those few pounds or whatever it may be. So again, I just, if you have like a negative perspective of tracking, everyone's different, you know, sometimes tracking isn't the best for everyone. We totally understand that um, just with different like things, or like maybe if you have a passive like eating disorder, it's not always the best option. But if you're someone who's new to tracking, like it really is, it's amazing. And it's such an amazing learning tool. So I just always want to like mention that because it, it's not something to do forever, but it's, it teaches you so much about how to fuel your body, especially when you're tracking macros and not just like tracking calories. Um, <clears throat> but also well, I'll say on that too, just to add to what you said is when you're tracking macros, like, yes, you're going to have a better understanding. You're going to have better education. You're going to like have a better breakdown of like understanding your foods. But even if just like you're getting started and that's like super overwhelming, even just paying attention to nutrition labels and looking at the protein, carbon fats yeah. in the food you're eating versus just the calories can make a huge difference within itself. Right. And so even if you're just maybe like mentally tracking your protein intake, right. Of like, okay, these foods that I'm eating, you know, they relatively have like this amount of protein. You don't have to be like super like, all right, I need to track this, you know, like you just need to have more awareness alone. And in the beginning that can make a huge difference because you're paying attention to these macros and what you're consuming. So even just getting in more protein or eating some sort of protein source with every meal and being aware of like protein, carbon fat sources, which we'll talk about that here now, um, like that will make a huge difference, like within itself of just paying attention to those things. And then maybe once you have a better understanding, you can get into tracking if that's what you want to do. But again, just even doing that alone will make a huge difference of just paying more attention and having more awareness. Yeah, no, that's such a good point too. Cause like, 
that's the biggest point there is like, you know, just paying attention to what you're putting into your body. Like I like cannot stress that enough, how important that is. And that's why I feel like a lot of our clients, you know, when they first start, they're like, gosh, I just didn't realize like all the stuff I was putting in my body versus now, like, you know, I'm eating so much more protein and more veggies now. And I'm, I'm reading nutrition labels at the store. And that's like always like, that's a really good point. Like it's always such a great place to start. It's like looking at nutrition labels. And, you know, like I said, we're going to give you guys some, some examples here as far as like, you know, what are protein sources? What are like some recommended carb sources, some recommended fat sources? Um, but first off too, like, I feel like we've talked about this on an episode before, but when you're looking at like a nutrition label, so like how to determine what a protein source is, it's like, you want to look at the protein, carbs, and fats on a nutrition label. And those of you who are visual learners, this might be hard to like understand with us just talking about it. But when you look at a nutrition label, you'll understand what we're saying. Like, look at the protein, carbs, and fats. If the protein amount is the highest, it's considered a protein source. So for example, you guys have probably seen like, oh, peanut butter, it's a healthy source of protein. Like, yeah, there's some protein in there, but if you actually look at a label of peanut butter, the fat, like if you look at the fat carbs and protein, just on the nutrition label, the fat intake's higher. That is technically a fat source because the fat intake is higher than the carbs and, and protein source. If that makes sense there, a lot of foods will have like combination, like, like salmon, for example, you know, salmon, it's a protein source. It has 20 grams of protein, but also has about maybe 10 grams of fat, you know, but because that protein intake's higher, it's still a protein source. I hope that, that makes sense. So a lot of like food and like beverage companies, they'll kind of be shady as far as their marketing. So they'll like advertise peanut butter. Oh, get your protein. in. it's like, this is actually like a fat source. And people wouldn't know they say, Oh, there's eight grams of protein, not even looking at there's 16 grams of fat in each serving. So that's just kind of like a little side rant there, but, um, that's like a, just a really basic way of seeing like, okay, this is a, this is technically a protein source. This is a carb source, or this is like a fat source. Um, but you guys mostly, you know, you guys have a general understanding usually of like what a protein source is. So like your lean meats, like chicken, um, lean ground turkey is great. Lean ground beef is always great. Um, like, you know, I'm a big seafood person. So like, you know, salmon, like cod, mahi, mahi, like shrimp, all those things. Um, as far as carb sources, like your fruit, like, and when we say carb sources, we're talking more like complex, healthier carbohydrates that we were talking about earlier. So like fruits, um, green vegetables, any vegetables, brown rice, any type of rice, white rice, jasmine rice, uh, potatoes, sweet potatoes, rice cakes. Um, I don't know if quinoa, honestly, I've never eaten quinoa. I'm assuming it's like more of like a carb source. Cause I know there's like protein, carbs and fats in quinoa, but, um, just like more healthier options there that are like some just like go-to carb sources. Like I eat rice and, um, Ezekiel bread, which is like, just like a wholesome bread. It's not processed. And I eat in bananas every single day. Like those are like my three carb sources that I eat every single day. <laughs> Or maybe if not a banana, then like an apple. Um, you just you'll start to pay attention to like things that you love and things that just like work with your schedule and your macros, and you know you just kind of make a habit out of it. Um, and then some fat sources. You guys are familiar with these, like peanuts, almonds, um, peanut butter. Peanut butter is a fat source. Yes, it does have some protein, but the fat content is higher. <laughs> um, you know, even milk. So like if you like go like if you look at like is it called vitamin D milk? I never buy milk. So I'm like trying, yeah, vitamin D milk. It has like a really high fat content. Um, I believe the fat content is higher than the protein content. So 
Um, even like cheese, although cheese is more like saturated fats, it's still like, you know, has some fat in there as well. So sometimes I'll have clients like add cheese into their meals to help increase their fat intake, um, avocado, um, olive oil, things like that. So I know it's like kind of like an earful to listen to, but those are just like a few like basics, like a few basics of things that you probably are seeing in the stores daily that can kind of help get you started on like, okay, what's a protein source? What's a carb source and what's a fat source? (laughs) Yeah, like Hannah said, the the biggest way to know like what is what source, so like what's a protein source, what's a carb source, what's a fat source, looking at the nutrition label, which is on is typically on the back of every product or packaging that you're buying at the grocery store, at least it should be. Um, and it's on the back of it. If you look at it, you know, it's gonna list the total fat, the total carbohydrate, and the protein intake. Whichever one of those is higher, that's what that is considered macro wise. So, you know, like she said, the peanut butter, peanut butter has protein in it, but it's considered a fat source because it's much higher in fat than it is protein. Right. Um, so also watching out for, like she said, the marketing side of things when it comes to certain products. Um, so I, I think a common one for this is like granola bars, right. Cause like they'll put like the big, like protein on the front of it. So you think it's like, oh, great. Like it's healthy. It has protein in it. Or it'll say something like, um, zero trans fat, or, you know, just something like almost everything has zero trans fat because it's just trans fat so bad for you. They don't allow you to put it in products. Um, so, you know, protein or granola bars are like another one where it will advertise, like it's, it's a high in protein or it has the big word protein on the front of it. Like, yes, it has protein in it, but it's not a protein bar, right? So like a protein bar is a bar that has a majority of protein in it can like, uh, compared to the fat and carb side of things, but a granola bar is higher typically in fat and carb versus versus the protein that's actually in those. So you just have to watch out for the marketing side of things and not just like look at the front of a package and grab it, like actually read the nutrition label. Um, And again, this is just going to help you begin to be so much more aware of what you're buying. Um, I know for me, when I personally first started, I never tracked and I just looked at nutrition labels and I started to like get really intrigued by like the foods I was eating, you know, like you know, how can I like get more protein in? And I would like the foods I was consuming and just going through the grocery store. Like I remember before, like when I first started, I would just like go to the store and just like, whenever I had some free time and just look at nutrition labels. Um, and I would just like read them and I would figure out like, okay, if I'm looking at the yogurts or I'm looking at, you know, this bread, like which one makes more sense? Like which one has more protein or, you know, what are the carbs or what is the fiber in these foods? Um, and I would like kind of compare them, right? Like I would pick one yogurt or, you know, a piece of bread versus another piece of bread or a yogurt. And I would like compare them and see like, okay, which one makes like more sense, right? Like I want to be getting in more protein, right? And so like, I'm going to pick the yogurt or the bread that has a little bit more protein in it than maybe one or the other, or maybe one that's like more wholesome than the other one that has less added sugar than the other, right? So like just looking at the, at those things gives you so much awareness and helps you understand like Hannah said, what you're putting into your body, which is super important and can just make a huge difference alone. Yeah, no, that's a good point that you brought up just like when you first got started, because typically like, you know, unless you're working with a coach, like you typically don't start right away with like 
tracking your food. So like, that's a really good point you brought up. Like, obviously like most of our girls that come to us, like typically they've never tracked before, or maybe they've like lightly tracked calories. So I think that's just like a really good takeaway from like this call is like, if you're someone who's listening to this and like, you're trying to do this on your own, you're like, you know, not working with a coach. It's like, start with reading nutrition labels and just start by trying to get protein, a protein source in every single meal. And like, of course, like, I feel like we could do a whole other episode on like how to pair your meals. <laughs> um, but I remember when I first started, I was really young. I was like, 18 actually younger and I'm like I wanted to do like a bodybuilding competition like I was into lifting but I'm like I need to learn how to eat better and I remember just like I just was like eating so much protein in every meal and like eating I was I think I was doing a lot of shakes which obviously like that's not the best way to go about it we want to try to get most of our (laughs) protein from like wholesome sources like we talked about earlier like um you know, lean meats and, and, and eggs and stuff like that. Um, Greek yogurts are, that's another really good protein source um, <clears throat> as well. But, um, but yeah, so it's just like, that's a good place to start. It's just like, when, if you're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like, okay, where's my protein source? Um, and try to get that in every meal. Cause I feel like a lot of people just eat, like, they'll just eat like processed, like carbohydrates. They'll, they'll eat like more carbs and fats, but they'll, they'll miss out on so much protein because they're not adding in those protein sources. So, um, that's just like a really good way to kind of go about like how to begin. Um, especially cause again, most people aren't trying to like track their macros right away. They're just trying to like learn how to eat better. <laughs> um, so that's like a really good way to go about it as well. I feel like we should totally do an episode on like how to, how to pair your meals and like how to break those down, because I feel a lot of people don't know how to do that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the biggest thing with clients that come to me that are like brand new. They're like, well, how do I make these numbers work? (laughs) Like, how do I hit the, you know, how do I hit my macros? And so, um, helping them figure out how to like pair their meals properly in terms of making sure that number one, making sure they're eating a protein source with every meal that typically is like the key thing that I have to help them realize is like, we're not going to get in enough protein if we're not eating a protein source with every meal that we're eating or every time we're eating throughout the day. Um, because typically, you know, most carbs and fats are very easily accessible. They're easy to grab and go, but the protein side of things is where most people struggle because it's not typically as easy. Like it can be if we know the right places and resources and foods to go to, to, to be able to help us get that in. Um, and we could probably do a whole nother episode about that as well, but, um, with just making sure that we're getting in enough of these things. And again, with protein, that's normally the one that most people struggle with. So trying to get that in with every meal. So the last thing that we'll go over here, um, as well, which is everyone's probably like, well, how much should I be eating? And like, what should my macros be? Like everyone is going to be totally different, which is obviously the benefit of getting a coach and helping you figure this out and helping you, you know, along the the process of like knowing how much you need and and how much you need to be eating and what your macros should be. Um, but we're just going to give you kind of like a general guideline for just most people in general. Um, but again, it's different for everybody. And if you want a more like customized approach to specifically you, your body, your lifestyle, your activity, all of those things, then hiring a coach or getting help from a coach would be the best route to go there. But we will, um, also, you know, we'll give you just general, like generalization of like our macro breakdown and and how we can go about that. But, um, learning where you kind of maintain your weight at in terms of what we mean by that is 
track is the amount of calories that you consume on average for a given week is typically where you maintain your weight. If you're not currently dieting or, you know, doing anything like that, um, or gaining weight. Right. So like you're typically like eating a certain amount of food calories every day or like an average throughout the week that kind of helps you maintain your current weight. Right. Um, and so if we're doing that, and our goal is to um, be able to know like what that is, I would recommend tracking um, your food for like a week or two. This is like the most accurate way to go about it and to like know what you should um, be kind of consuming around to maintain your weight and taking the average of those weeks. I know that it sounds like a little bit like, oh my God, I don't know how to do that. Um, but just getting started again and having awareness and just trying to input your food that you do eat into my fitness pal. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it'll still give you like a general idea of like what you're eating and how much you might be kind of consuming um throughout your weeks and doing that for like a week or two and just kind of seeing like where it's at um again hiring a coach like would be beneficial in that aspect as well because we can kind of look at your eating habits and your style of eating and look at you tracking for like a couple of days and probably get a pretty good idea of your your habits of eating and like where your calories probably typically lie um but with being able to figure out where your calories are to maintain, that will help you figure out like, okay, what should I kind of break my macronutrients up into? And typically what we see, I know for me is without even putting someone in like a deficit and just changing their macros and giving them like a protein carbon fat goal, they start to lose weight and they start to, they just start to have overall different body composition because they're losing inflammation because they're increasing their intake in the right types of foods and more protein. They're building muscle. So like body composition can, like I said earlier, change dramatically just by making a shift in the food you're eating and making sure that you're having a specific quantity um, of protein, carbs, and fats within your diet. Like that can just make such a big difference within itself, um, with the calories that you're kind of roughly already eating. Um, but even, you know, just going into a deficit or, you know, weight loss, like eating a little bit less calories than maintaining, um, like you still need to have an, a general idea of like where your calories should be, um, at maintenance, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel like we could do like a whole nother call on that on like how right. to figure out like your, your maintenance and whatnot. So that, cause that will kind of make more sense as far as like how to break your calories down. But I like what you suggest just like by logging your food for a week and just seeing like where you're maintaining. That's, that's typically what like I'll have clients do before they start is I'll have them log their food. Cause again, like it, that's kind of where we learn someone's eating patterns. So obviously like, I think like a really good general rule of thumb too, is like for protein and everyone's different. Again, we're, everyone's different. It's like really general. It's like, you want to try to get one gram per pound. And now sometimes that's less, sometimes it's a little more, it depends on the person. Um, so for example, if like you're someone or like, if we have a client come to us and they're like, they're logging their food and they're eating like 20 grams of protein a day and getting most of their calories and carbs and fats, I'm not going to be like, okay, you need to eat 150 grams of protein because that's just going to be a huge jump. Like not mo most people aren't going to be able to just like be able to adjust that quickly. So you want to ease into it, but, but you, we want, what you want to do is you want to strive for hitting like your protein intake of like one gram per pound. Um, you know, sometimes, like I said, it will be a little less, sometimes a little bit more, it just depends on the person. It's like a good general rule of thumb, but like percentage wise. And I feel that most people that come to us, like they're like, okay, I'm wanting to lose weight. So 
And like I said, this is a little different for each person. So how to like break this down is you want to go by percentages. So like you want to, like, let's say that you're wanting to lose weight. You eventually want to get to a point where with your calories, your like protein is your main intake, which let's say 35 to 50%. Um, and then your carb and fats intakes, your carbs around like 25 to 45% fats, you know, within 20 to 35%. Now, again, this is going to look a little different for each person. This is something that's probably going to change a lot as well. Like I have some clients that eat, you know, they're still in a deficit, but maybe their protein and carbs are around the same and their fats a little lower or their carbs a little higher. It just, it's so different for each person. Like everyone's digestion is different. So it's just like a really like general rule of thumb here. Um, but just trying to get that protein up to one gram per pound and making that like a main, I don't know how to word that, like just making that like, you know, the kind of the main macronutrient you're hitting because you know, with protein, the body breaks it down differently as well. So with, when you keep your protein high on the weight loss phase, like, like we talked about earlier, like you're not going to like be losing as much muscle mass versus if you just like, were barely eating any protein and mostly getting like your calories and fats and carbs. Like it's so important. So, um, prioritize protein. Like I said, 35 to 50% of your overall calories that you're eating carbs, 25 to 45% and fats around 20 to 35%. So, um, and that's, like I said, that's different for each person, but like, if you're wanting to lose weight, those are like really good percentages to, to share to aim for yeah um and we don't want to like overwhelm you right now I know that we're throwing like a lot of information and like a lot of numbers at you so (laughs) just like take a deep breath it's okay um feel free to like re-listen to this or like you know get a piece of paper and like write it down um and, and actually be able to like visually see it as well I feel like that's always helpful versus us kind of just like saying it I know that like I'm a visual person as well um but the percentages that we're talking about is the percentage from the amount of calories that we're consuming right so let's say we're eating 2000 calories a day, or we need to eat 2000 calories a day to lose weight. Right. And so 35 to 50% of those calories are going to come from protein intake and 20 to 35% is going to come from fat intake and 25 to 45% is going to come from carbohydrates. Right. And so we want our total percentage to be a hundred, right? So if we're, um, eating 50% protein, um, then we're only going to have 50% left to split up between our carbs and fat. So let's say, you know, we do 25 and 25 each, right? So 25 carbs and 25 fat, or you could do 20 fat and, you know, 30 carbs, right? And so 30%, I mean, um, and so basically if you have those 2000 calories, you're going to take the percentage of, each of those. So 50% of 2000 calories is what a thousand calories. Um, and so a thousand calories is going to come from protein intake. So this might be like on the high end, but again, this is just an example. Um, and it's going to look different for every single person, like Hannah said, and it's very dependent per person. So typically if you're an individual with like a higher body fat percentage as well, you're not going to need, like, for example, if you're maybe someone that's like 300 pounds, right. You're probably going to have additional body fat on your body. And so you're not going to need to consume 300 grams of protein. Right. And so I always like to kind of go based off of like lean muscle mass as well. Um, in terms of maybe what, like a higher individual or a higher percentage body fat percentage for those types of individuals, um, and looking at maybe what our lean, like body mass would be. And so that could be a good, you know, idea as well. 
but like we said, it's different for everybody. We're educated. We've been doing this for a long time. So sometimes it's a less overwhelming to hire a coach and like just get help. Um, I know like I'm that way of like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to do it. Just like, tell me what to do. And like, you know, teach me kind of along the way type person, um, instead of wasting the time trying to like figure it out myself because it can get a little complicated. Like I remember trying to figure this stuff out before I had a coach and I'm like, this is so frustrating. Like, how do I do this? And like trying to build my own meals and like make all the numbers work. And, um, I mean, I'm like a numbers person. So I like kind of the challenge in terms of like, it's like a puzzle for me when it comes to tracking and like figuring out my macros, but it can be overwhelming at first. So we don't want to like overall overwhelm you with all this information, but we do want it to like be out there. We do want to educate you on it um, because you can make a lot of changes and do a lot of things on your own before even hiring a coach or just, you know, start bringing awareness to your eating habits and what you're eating. And those things alone, you know, just those small changes over time make the biggest difference in the long run um, to just your overall, you know, health and your body and your goals and things like that as well well. So, um, again, just kind of take, take this as like information, but also like, it's not set in stone for everybody. Like it's, it's different. Um, but it's a general idea of kind of where this can lie for your macro and your calorie, like breakdown, um, not calorie, because that's going to be different for everybody, but general rule for macro percentage breakdowns for most people. Yes. Yeah. And I like how you broke that down too and explain that. And guys, again, like this might sound really overwhelming with all these numbers. Like Courtney and I are literally looking at like a visual when we're explaining this. So if you guys are listening to this and you're like, give me that visual, like we'll be happy to send it to you. Just like, cause it makes a lot more sense when like you're hearing it, but also able to see it, you know, um, it's just like a really good, like breakdown of everything. So feel free to message our social medias are always down below. If you're like, Hey, send me that visual you were talking about so I can see it. Like we can totally send that to you through DM or however you contact us. But, um, but the biggest takeaway from this call again, is like, you know, don't be afraid to eat a healthy balance of all macronutrients. You know, we need protein, carbs, and fat. Um, and it's just important to fuel your body properly. And by, you know, paying attention to nutrition labels and what you're eating and, you know, making protein a priority and vegetables a priority and, you know, just ensuring that you're fueling your body adequately, even if you're not tracking, it's going to make a huge difference for you and how you feel and just how your body progresses over time. So our main takeaway was like the importance of macros and why we believe that tracking macros is, you know, more beneficial than tracking calories. So um, we hope this was helpful. We know there was a lot of info here today. Um, But again, I know sometimes this info, we like to get it out there and it's so different for each person, but we just always want to try to, you know, get as much um, helpful information out there for you guys as possible. So we hope this made sense. As always, our socials are at the bottom here in the description. Um, Feel free to follow us or message us if you have any questions. Um, If you guys like this episode, if not helpful, please leave a review. Um, We love feedback or tag us in your story or message us and let us know what you want to hear about or how we're doing because we always like feedback that's what how we can grow (laughs) um so thank you guys so much we will see you next episode yes thank you Bye. bye guys